Welcome to Stouts with My Spouse. I'm Carrie. And I'm Patrick. And this is Stouts with My Spouse. Patrick, what's on your docket today? I am drinking uh, Even More Jesus, brewed by Evil Twin Brewing Company. He always says it like it's a question, ladies and gentlemen. Well, because... <laughs> You started the recording. I'm reading this. I'm like, I have re- read up on it, but I need to touch up. So it is, it's a brewing company in Stanford, Connecticut. And I actually saw this beer a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh, I need to try this. And when we're at the store, we stumbled upon it. So I am excited to try it out. What do you got going on over there? Well, crack open your can. I am having a jelly sake peach shot and I paired it with Warhead sour jelly beans. Um, what's your initial on that? Even more Jesus, babe. Um, I'm thinking. Alright, he's thinking and at the end of the podcast we'll decide whether or not it is Bubba approved. Now, I will say I tried the Warhead Sour Jelly Beans, and um, they're not as sour as I thought they would be. There's a picture we took of my face. is because I was very quizzical about why it wasn't super sour, and I was anticipating to be hit with a sour, like right back away. in the day. And I was like, oh, is it going to sneak up on me? But it didn't. So clearly, that isn't Carrie Lee's approved, the sour. I mean, we'll give them to our child. But... Yeah, they're three-year-old approved. So getting this peach sake jelly shot out of the can was like getting goop out of the can. You know how like little kids make slime? Mm-hmm. And that's their business. It might as well. I'm drinking slime. So cheers. Do you have a first impression? Mm. Or second or third. It's not too peachy, which I like. It's just enough. But it's like drinking carbonated jello. That's weird. So not like great, but never something that I thought would come out of my mouth. Anyways. What? Nothing that I thought I would ever say that I something tasted like carbonated jello, honey. Moving forward. We're going to do a weekly wrap-up. I want to share one kind of little thing with you first. So, you know the book Five Little Monkeys, Jumping on the Bed? One fell off and bumped into Yeah, okay. So, and then the monkey is proceeding to fall off. And then at the end, they're all asleep because they all bump their heads. And the mom is like, yay. Now, my parents didn't really read that book to me. I know it's like a classic. But I remember being in first grade and I got transferred to a new school, which was totally fascist. And like my brother and I were like, that's another story. So at the fascist school, I had library was an elective and the librarian would read to you and then you could like check out your library books and then you'd go back. So she was reading the Five Little Monkeys story in first grade. And I remember thinking, sitting there. Like, oh, the girl is the last monkey that lasted on the bed. She's going to outsmart them all and just fall asleep and have the bed to herself. (laughs) And to my dismay, the teacher flipped the page and she fell off and bumped her head. And every time I read that book to our child, 
I get a little bit triggered and I'm like, this is the ending that should have happened because I envisioned <laughs> myself as the last little monkey on the bed. And I would, mm-hmm. I would trick all my brothers and sisters to jump off the bed, hurt themselves so I could have the bed to myself. And why isn't that the story? You could have. You missed your opportunity. I'm not a liar. Our kid knows now. If you if you tried to change the story, she would know. But you could have. If you would have read that book at the very beginning and just skipped over that and just been like, uh, doctor said no more monkeys jumping on the bed. And then you turn the next page and who listened but the little girl. And she got the bed to herself. So she luxuriated and didn't have to share. The, one, the thing I like about the book that we have is at the, the very last page, it shows the mom jumping on the bed. You're like, okay, not the <laughs> message. Yeah, because then our daughter is like, why is mom jumping now? She said that to me the other day. But anyways, I digress because that's, that's the hot content that everybody comes to this podcast for. Mm-hmm. We, sorry, I should be on Do Not Disturb. That was my phone vibrating. I'm not sure if you heard it. I'm such a schmuck. Um, well, I'm sorry. I just got it out to do a recap of our fantasy football last week. I don't even remember. Did you win? Nope. Oh, you didn't. You barely lost to my mom, dad, brother. I'm pretty sure he called me like that Monday, uh, like right after the game on Monday. Cause he had Patrick Mahone starting and I had, uh, Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Do not Lamar disrespect Jackson. Lamar Jackson's I, name Lamar by Jackson feigning to forget his, his name. Lamar That's Jackson disrespectful. Had his worst game since he's been a starter and Okay, even in his rookie year, that's pretty exaggeratory. No, literally, he threw for less than 100 yards. He's Patrick, but you shouldn't have acted as if you forgot the man's name. He's an absolute beast. Anyways, so you lost, and I'm sorry for your loss. And no, I we're facing each other head to head today. So yeah, this week, we're facing one another. I had to drop Derrick Henry in my Pittsburgh Steelers defense, who has been um, pretty productive for me. I had to pick up. Well, you had to bench them. No, I had to drop them because I had to pick up another defense. Well, you didn't have to. You benched Derrick Henry. I benched Derrick Henry, and then I picked up the San Francisco 49ers, and I subbed in, um, what's his first name? Gordon from Denver. Denver? Yeah, and he did pretty good. He got 25.8 points, so let's go. We'll see how this shakes out. Me 18 points, so I'm looking pretty pretty good overall i think i might be the only undefeated but i know you are i don't keep that track of that sort of thing because you know i gotta stay humble i'm what else is going on this week oh we are not a political podcast but i wanted to hit two highlights really quick at you you ready sure one breaking news patrick got into a facebook altercation with his over some very mild, very subdued Facebook quote. And you know what? Cheers to you, Patrick. I don't think anybody else can say that this week that they got into a fight with their ex on Facebook. But it was also two days after you posted it. He was very aggressive coming at you. Yeah, it was. 
It was late. <laughs> it was, it was late. late. It was long, and it was and sorted and on the it, points. It brought people together that were disagreeing. <laughs> so that was rather odd. So mm -hmm. three days later, three long comment posts long, and there we are. That is Facebook in a nutshell. A day late, a buck short. And also, like, I just thought I would briefly touch. Somebody very close to me said that said that they got the advice from a quote unquote friend who was telling a joke, quote unquote, that to just close your eyes and bubble in a certain candidate. And I so yes, that was said as a joke, but I take great offense to that because because that's literally what people do. They vote party. Well, and they're just like I can't stand this person, but like I would in deep down in my soul, I'd be going. I would be putting my soul in a bad spot if I voted opposite party. Well, okay, I wasn't even gonna go there, but my point was first of all. For you to tell someone how to vote is wildly presumptuous and so entitled. It's basically saying, hey, I can dictate your conscience. Mm -hmm. And the close your eyes part for that matter is also hinting at, I not only can dictate your conscience, but I can also dictate you and tell you when to ignore your conscience. And that is so inflammatory and fraudulent. It is not okay to even joke about that. No, we're not doing that. People vote their consciences, consciences, conscience. Individuals vote their conscience. What they feel is right. Yes. And you telling someone to quote unquote close their eyes and bubble in for a certain candidate is outrageous and un-American. And that's all I'm going to say about that. It is certainly not in the spirit of freedom to tell someone how to vote. Anyways, moving forward. So today you got to, you actually biked into work? Yeah, I enjoy biking into work. I'm really, you know... This whole going to one car, it was really some sort of skeptical game with you. But here's the thing. I I am so happy with that stinking truck. Mm -hmm. I will bike anywhere and I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I had to pick stuff up from the office. I just threw it in the back of the truck and went. Yeah. It's a if, beautiful thing. If we were still driving the other, I still would have been able to fit everything. We had but you would have edge, had to maneuver. But I would have had to close. I would yeah. have had to move everything, put the the seats down just to fit one thing. And that's not even really that big. You know what's but. the most beautiful thing about that truck? Well, it's top five. Top five most beautiful thing about this truck. It's big enough that we were considering getting like a little pop like tent little bubble tent for the bed it's big enough where our family we can sleep in that truck if we really want to and we don't have to spend any money we don't care you could literally mom I mean, and i can mom, sleep anywhere you you no, and the kid can sleep in the back no seriously you can sleep in the front recline and then me and the gal 
can sleep in the back seat. No big deal. Spacious as ever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so for our other topic, I don't know how you're going to handle this, but I also like think it might be interesting to talk about. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. It's called Small Doses by Amanda Seals. And a word to the wise, if you're not ready to hear some unabashed truths, don't listen to this podcast because she's, she's incredible. She, I, I don't even know what to call her because she's so talented. She's one of those people. She's like, She's like Jamie Foxx. You know how Jamie Foxx is like, you don't know what to call him. You don't know, call him a musician, comedian, actor. Like he does all those things like very well. She's like one of those people. But one of the things that she said in an offhanded remark, but it struck me so hard in a way I wanted to bring it up to you. She talked about one of her exes and one of his major vices was the Homer um, Simpson syndrome, where he basically like purposely evolved himself or devolved himself into a lesser version of himself and kind of that like, like beer drinking, like big, big belly snacks, like put in minimal effort, punch in, punch out type of like stereotype that is often stereotype with the Midwest because Mm -hmm. you know, Springfield. Um, and I wanted to know, do you ever feel like you Homer Simpson yourself at times? I think everyone, I don't think that you could, if you looked at one person and said, do you ever Homer Simpson yourself? They would probably say no. And then you tell them to really think about it. And they would Homer Simpson themselves, and everyone's going to have a different standard of Homer Simpson. Okay, okay. I didn't ask about other people. I asked about you. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that you just mail in and that you just hope for the best, but not very often. Okay. What do you mail in? Um, Like, sometimes you mail in, like, the yard work. You just... Do it good enough to get by to the next week. Then you do it good enough to get by to the next week. Then you do it good enough to get by to yeah, the next week. Yeah, enough to not and get then written you've up. Got a, then you've got a shrub growing up that if you would have just mowed over it or gotten little little uh, clippers, but now you got to get out a whole saw to cut it. Really? Is that is that it? I mean, I would say I... Just give an example. So, and then I think there is... There is some, I think like living in the Midwest, we often get a rap for being whatever we're being, I don't know, a flyover state. And there is something to be said about when you're living a life where you're in a repetitive job, where you are punching in and punching out. It's, it's interesting because like, it does kind of, I've had jobs like this. It does. And I'm, you know, I always say every job is honorable. I'm very grateful for the diverse experience that I have in the past, but those types of job, when it's something you've done all day long, it is kind of hard. It is mind numbing and you are tired. 
I was just watching a video of there were people that were just making screws and there was just one manual motion that was needed was somebody to feed in the like the piece of metal to make the screw. And I'm looking at that and the video was only like 10 seconds. I'm like, I would have screwed up in the net like an hour into this for sure. Cause just doing this moment movement back and forth, back and okay, forth. Okay. Okay. Well, no one can see that. I'm just, I like said going back and forth, back and forth. Well, you're holding your hand and okay. Just visualize this, your hand. It's going like you're playing a violin, the right. same string left every single right. time. And playing I'm a just violin. like, you do get in that, like, I'm assuming that you eventually get in that mindset where you're just mailing in and in. And then all of a sudden, mailing whoops, in. mailing in and in. And then, whoops, you accidentally forgot to pull your finger out of there fast enough, and now you're fingerless. And then you're like, oh. And then there's like, oh, the Midwest, oh. No, I can get how that's sort of repetitive. And it's like a break, like a beer or a drink and some TV. It's a nice break after a long, hard day like that. But then I think about, like, I've read books where I think it was like Michelle Obama's becoming where she talks about her dad who had a manual labor type job, but she always like said, well, he was so interested in art and these are the authors he read and, you know, and I think it's interesting and important to say that working class people, it does not mean that they do not have intellectual pursuits. No. Because not everyone is lucky enough to pursue a career in their passion. I would argue that most people have an art form that they're passionate about. And that can take on a lot of different meanings. Right. And not often can your art form turn into your job. And some people, they have the opportunity that they do, that their art form is their job. Well, and I think back to the Homer Simpson thing, I think that people say, oh, I mean, really, media does give us the perception of the people around us, especially before social media. Mm-hmm. Like TV is how you, quote, like learned about people. And I think it's important to say, like, you, can, you can't box like working class people in because they may have very intellectual support you know, or literary pursuits or something that's on the side that's very much like not the stereotype of a working class or middle class. It's important too. But it's also like, it's important. That's why it's so important to see people as people and as whole people Mm -hmm. and to not make assumptions about what they're interested in based on how they look or their jobs. Yeah. I mean, Um, I'm thinking, just to go back on the art form, of I think that now you're seeing more and more people that are actually making money or actually doing something with streaming while they're playing a video game or doing something like that. Do you realize how many people that playing a video game is like their release and their connection that they get with other people? And that can be... Okay. Almost as good of an art form for some people. Here's Patrick, who tried to tell me on our first date that he didn't like video games. I now, wasn't playing at the time. Now arguing that video games are an art form, a therapeutic relief, and a higher level of being and connectivity. It depends on who you play with. Um, 
No, but so back. So like I keep want to revisit because this Homer Simpson thing has layers, right? So you have your layers of stereotypes of Midwestern people, stereotypes of Midwestern dads, stereotypes of working class people and how they parent their children and how they, you know, operate on a day-to-day basis, right? Mm -hmm. And then I think like also, I for sure, I would say in my work, I have kind of dumbed myself down just to get through the day at jobs in the past. And that is Homer Simpson and yourself, like just kind of shutting off your brain and don't think about things or like maybe I had a supervisor or something that wasn't super open to questions, you know, so like just do the task and get it done sort of vibe. I think the way I eat is often my lowest form of self. Like when I eat unhealthily, I think it's the lowest form of my being because I literally make a conscious choice where it's like, I'm very hungry, but I'm lazy. I'm feeling not up for preparing food that's better. Yeah. So that's... And that's my biggest thing because when I am drinking my celery juice in the morning, there is nothing that can stop me. She, there is ther- nothing. When Terry eats like two salad meals in a row, she could walk right through a brick wall. I could. You heard it here first. I recently switched up my diet. Yeah, I know. That was kind of leading to my, my next thing. So Patrick eats normally pretty wild. Pretty carby, pretty saturated, pretty sugary. Mm-hmm. But and the most sugar that I had today was kind of on like well this beer. Well, yeah. So basically, my whole thing is is I'm having I'm only drinking my carbs because well, I'm yeah. not giving up beer. But well, too the so today I'll I had the most sugar I had was a little bit of beef jerky that I had. Until I accidentally poured way too much barbecue sauce on the meat that I had today. Yeah. Because the, the squeeze bottle, the I did top, the same. The top busted off, so I had like basically four helpings worth. So I had yeah, I I busted my sugar goal for today. But the last two days I did really good. And I've been kind of suffering on the bathroom. Okay, just so Patrick ate one solid meal and his body had a vile reaction and it has been ejecting things from him. But anyways, I don't want to get too much into it. I was a little perturbed though, because normally I still like eat my own healthy thing and I don't inflict my diet upon other people. Patrick went to the grocery store and he basically... We're all like pretend power lifters now in the diet realm. And I'm like, um, excuse me, I don't eat that, but whatever. I mean, he went to the grocery store, ladies. So I didn't get any I hands off. He's mine. Though the biggest carb thing that I got was a salad. Everything else was five grams or less in carbs. Okay. But here's the thing you just. You eat like a troll and you unilaterally decided that I, I who eat pretty normal most of the time, just like can't have anything. But you know what? We're not talking about that. I'm not going to grant that. 
Um, I knew my limitations. I knew if I got you a bag of chips, I knew if I got you, you knew you'd eat it. I knew that by the time I got in the car, the trip between the car and home, it would be halfway gone. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're doing that to serve yourself and you. Yeah. Gotta so for you, babe. So this is a portion of the podcast where we share with one another. Hey, Bubba, is that stout Bubba approved? So I would say it's not one of my favorites. It's more of an IPA, a very dark IPA. I still, I'm not going to not drink it. But I do have to say, when I first took that sip, the reason why I like couldn't explain what was going on is it, it was even more Jesus. I don't know what happened and. I took a sip of it, and it wasn't like anything that I had had at that moment. It was just like, it just kind of gave my head this little explosion. But yeah, I'm not a big IPA person. If you like an IPA and you want to try something darker, uh, this would probably be probably be good. It's a probably little, be spot on. Yeah, it's just it's just a little bit too hoppy for me, and I'm I'm a baby when it comes to hops. Yeah, I really. I liked my sake. It was just kind of fun. I would say it came in like a little mini can. I would say it's more like if you were doing like a girl's night out or like, I don't know, or having like fun with girlfriends or something and you wanted to like incorporate that, that would be fun. Have something a little different. Yeah. Have something a little different or like prepackaged jello shots yeah let's like doing a couple jello shots while you're like doing your makeup to go out whenever we can go out again that was like the funnest part of going out like getting your makeup done no like with your girls doing your makeup having the music doing your hair and like being like in your underwear and like a flannel button down before you get ready, you know, the whole shirt before the shirt vibe. It yeah. was, like, the best. It was always the opposite for me. Well, anyways. Makeup would come on so, at the end of the day. If it Patrick. <laughs> and, so, that wasn't funny. So, this is a part of the podcast that we tell one another what we're grateful for. So, Patrick, you can go first. I'm grateful to have this opportunity to go first to praise you for the marvelous job. Oh, God. <laughs> Just be sincere. This is a sincere part I'm, of the podcast. Don't be phony. Okay. Say what you got to say. I am very grateful for all the work that you have done in your professional and just like professionally. You kind of mentioned today a little bit about how you've done I've had other jobs and you've had people that you haven't been able to, you know, rely on to go ask questions, but you just always have this, um, like you don't Homer Simpson it. You, I feel like you are always on top of your game and I appreciate that about you. Thank you. This week, I will say I'm very appreciative that Patrick has been exercising with me. Um, with his recent injury, you haven't always been able to exercise, especially the last year, and it can be hard to start exercising um, after you haven't been. Mm -hmm. And you've been having a positive attitude with me, and I've had a lot of fun, just you and I, 
exercising together. So thank you for having an open heart and mind and positive attitude. Yeah, here's to me being able to walk a mile without losing my breath. Yeah, we'll get there, ladies and gentlemen. Love you, goodbye. Love you, goodbye.